Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Epic. I'm excited that you're here with us today. My name is Chris, and I've got the privilege of speaking with everybody. I'll be guiding us through a video about communion, which is the last video in our basic series. And speaking of the word basic, we are kind of doing that basic thing here today. As you can tell, Trent is not here. Uh, Tim is kind of half here. He's got very little sleep recently, so we'll kind of call that borderline half here, half not here. But Brian's not in the back. In fact, a couple of our ministry leads aren't here. Um, Some are gone on a mission trip. Some just got back and are doing a little bit of sleeping. I don't know. I mean, slackers. They're not coming here this morning. But anyway, we'll let them slide. Uh, But, you know, a few of us are here just kind of filling in for the regulars. But our situation is fitting for part of the video that we're going to watch today. And if you're new here or just visiting us, we've been going through a three-part video series. Over the last two weeks, we've learned a little more about the topics of teaching and the topic of prayer. Today, we're going to watch a short teaching video on communion, and then we're going to break it down afterwards. The video is led by a man named Francis Chan. For those of you who don't know him, he's a pastor in a large church out in California. And in the video, we're going to hear about how Francis Chan really had the desire to get back to the basics. He wanted to simplify the church. He talks about just meeting in his living room and opening the Bible with a group of people. He wanted to forget about the elaborate services and just concentrate on the basics of worship. So here we are today, and it really shouldn't matter that some people are missing. We are the church. And as we look at the topic of communion today, we'll see that we can wholeheartedly worship God and celebrate communion in several basic scenarios. I think most of us in this room have heard of the act of communion, but do we really know how Jesus intended us to receive it? How do we receive it? Why, when, and who should really receive it? Well, I plan on unpacking that, all that a little bit later in the service. And after that, we're going to actually have an opportunity to take communion here together. So sit back as our tech team gets us started for Francis Chan and communion. It's a pretty powerful statement at the end there that Francis Chan makes, and he says, stop attending and be the church. Let that sit with you for a moment. Stop attending church and actually be the church. Be a part of a community that makes the church what it is. Those of you who have attended Epic regularly see our t-shirts. It's almost like a t-shirt ministry, but there's a slogan, a saying on those shirts. It says, we're a church for people who don't do church. And one of the things that I'm talking about when I say that is that we don't just do church, that we are the church. We are epic. And when you include yourself in that, you're attaching yourself to a group of people who share a common belief, a common goal, and a common purpose. And some steps you can take in order to be the church, as Francis put it, is to do this. Number one, get involved in the church. We'd love to see everybody here that's been coming. We want you to continue to come and encourage you to invite your friends and family. But you know, there's a lot of great churches out here in this county. And if you find that Epic may not be for you, please plug in somewhere else. Another step you can take is to learn about and stay committed to the teachings of the Bible. Get involved in a small group and share this journey with others. Try to embrace the challenges that you face each day and each week and seek what God is telling you in those situations. These challenges can be shared with certain members of your church family that you've established relationships with. And when the occasion rises and we find ourselves surrounded by some of these people, we can break bread with one another and remember the greatest gift of all, and that's Jesus' sacrifice for us. Let's open our Bibles, if you have one next to you, to page 757. 
We're going to look at the book of Matthew in chapter 26. We're going to start out in verse 26. And just to set it up for you, the scene is where Jesus is sitting at a table with his 12 disciples or his followers, and they were eating the Passover meal. And this took place the night before Jesus was crucified. And I want to read that together starting in verse 26. It says, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to his disciples saying, take it and eat it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and he gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive sins of many. Mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Now this is the first introduction to what we call communion. I thought it was fitting that we would look at communion and answer some of the basic questions that we might have about this if this is all new to you. And the first one being, really, what is communion? Some of you may have heard communion referred to as a different name. And each name we use for this sacrament brings out a different dimension to it. So it's been called the Lord's Supper because it commemorates the Passover meal Jesus ate with his disciples. It's also the Eucharist or Thanksgiving because in it we thank God for Christ's work in us or for us. And is referred to as communion because through it we commune with God and with other believers. The act of communion is commonly known as eating a piece of bread and drinking a cup of wine or juice. The bread symbolizes the body of Christ which was broken and sacrificed for all mankind. The wine, or in our case here at Epic, the juice, symbolizes the blood of Christ, which was poured out for all of us. Now, why do we observe communion? Well, we observe it in order to remember the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for you and for me. Another reason why we observe communion is because the Lord told us to. Listen to what Jesus said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24. I'm going to bring it up on the screen. He says, this is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. Now, some translations differ, and it says, this is my body which is broken for you. But in every translation that I've seen, it says, do this. And there's only one way to really translate that, and that's do it. I like that a little. Yeah. <laughs> so the last reason why I think that we share communion is to celebrate the unity of the church. We are sharing together a moment with our God and rejoicing in each other's salvation. Now, who should receive communion is the next question that I want to follow up on. Anyone, regardless of age, who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior can choose to take part in communion. Now, my oldest son is 10, Christopher, and he takes communion. He was here at first service, and he gets it. He gets the whole God thing. He gets the whole Jesus sacrifice thing, so he partakes in it. My youngest son, Joshua, who's seven, he understands who God is, but he's not quite there in the whole salvation thing, so Joshua doesn't participate. So that's something for you, as, you know, whether it's individually or as a parent, to decide and, and help go through with your family. Um, but here at Epic, we encourage all Christ followers to take communion. This means whether or not you're a regular attendee here or you're just your first time visiting. If you've accepted Christ in your heart, we encourage everybody to celebrate with us today. Remember that when you take the bread and the juice... You're proclaiming that Jesus died for your sins. Therefore, it's acceptable to receive communion. Now, how often should we receive it? You know, the Bible's not really clear about that. 
It does instruct us that it should occur in multiple times, but it doesn't really say how often. Well, here at Epic, we consider communion kind of like an intimate act. Therefore, we choose to celebrate it only a few times a year. Now, some churches, some churches will celebrate it daily, some weekly, monthly, or even quarterly. No frequency is right and no frequency is wrong. But here, just so you know, we do it about four to five times a year. Now, what do we need to do in order to prepare ourselves for communion? Well, Paul says to the church and the people of Corinth, he says this in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 27 through 29. Paul tells them, So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. Now, throughout the chapter, Paul gave pretty specific instructions about you know, how the Lord's Supper should be observed. And one of the things he says is this, we should take the Lord's Supper thoughtfully because we're proclaiming that Christ died for our sins. We also should take it worthily and with due reverence, which simply means just with honor or respect. The third thing Paul says that was important, he says that we should examine ourselves for any unconfessed sin or, and, um, or resentful attitude. And if anything comes to mind right there and then, you ask for God's forgiveness right there on the spot, and this will help properly prepare you to receive. Now, how do we observe communion? Is the next thing we'll tackle. Well, multiple ways to observe communion. Personally, I've experienced several of them. Remember what Francis Chan said in the video. We can do this at church. We can do this at home, in a restaurant, at a friend's house. You name it. Back in the times shortly after Jesus was crucified, Christians celebrated communion after participating in a large meal together. They gathered in somebody's home, and after they finished a large meal, they broke bread and took up the cup together. We can do this same thing. Now, it may seem odd the first time that you do it, outside of church anyway, but remember that this is a celebration of what Christ did for us. So I challenge you to step out of your comfort zone. Try it sometime with some friends or family or other Christ followers that you know. I've done it recently. For those of you that are in a small group of mine, we've done it at my house. Um, and yeah, you're right. It is a little weird the first time. But remember that we should be excited to do something like this. You know, like Francis Chan was saying, we should have a desire in our hearts to celebrate this. So don't feel weird about it. Step out of your comfort zone. So without further ado, we're going to continue on with our community experience. We're about to participate in a community celebration. And even though we're not looking each other in the eyes, our celebration is as a community who is one in Jesus. And I say this because we're going to share figuratively from one cup and from one loaf because we are one in Jesus Christ and because of our common bond in him. He has redeemed each of us individually. We're all part of one body and there's unity there. So let's celebrate. I'm going to explain how we do things here at Epic. I'm going to start off by praying. And after that, you're free to come up to one of the four stations we have. We have two in the front, and we have two in the back. When you get to the table, you're going to take a piece of bread, you're going to take a cup of juice. At that point, you want to thank God for sending Jesus to die for us. You'll take the bread, you'll sip the juice, you can discard it. Each station has a garbage can there. When you're done, just go back to your seat, and kind of quietly reflect as the rest of the church finishes. So let me pray for us. God, thank you for reminding us that we are the church. 
that it's not about a building, it's about the people and their belief and celebration of you. Thank you, Lord, for sending your son to die for our sins and that through his death, we can have everlasting life. So Lord, I pray your blessing on our celebration of communion today and I pray all this in your holy name. Amen. I just want to thank everybody that chose to come here today and be the church. And I just want to wish you the best this week. Thanks for being here. I'm going to have Brandon and the band kind of lead us out. So thanks, guys.